0: You're listening to The Happiness Hub, part of the Redshift Community Podcast Network, with me, Liz Parkin, and me, Kedron
1: Elliott. Every episode, we'll share top tips on how to get happy and stay happy. So listen in, get involved, and be happy. Hello, you're listening to The Happiness Hub Podcast with me, Kedron Elliott, and my (laughs) co-host. You nearly forgot who that (laughs) is.
0: um i'm liz parkin and, um, <laughs> we are on zoom and that ping that you just heard was my uh computer dinner. going oh. i just opened my browser to, to to send you a message but um i'm ever so sorry about that it pings without me even knowing my browser's open mm. um yeah i'm liz parkin and uh, it's the happiness hub here we are again on a thursday evening recording mm. it um with my tummy rumbling so oh, we're just talking about dinner what have you got for tea tonight I've got a peanut and squash stew that sounds very interesting is there anything else in your peanut and squash stew yeah there's lots of things
1: <laughs> I've got the recipe in <laughs> they're front the of principal these. ingredients are they well actually like last week I made a satay uh, sweet potato curry and that was like peanut butter with sweet potatoes and spinach and lots of other things and that was amazing oh so my goodness that that's good. out of the same book um it's called speedy Bosch. it's a vegan cookbook but it's all really oh, right piece to make we've got quite a few things out of it that have been in line with our healthy eating so like yeah. my kimchi and schnitzel that i had made out of cauliflower yesterday was out of that book yeah, there's been cool. some really good stuff out there
0: I need to follow. A, maybe I'll follow a recipe tonight. I'm down to uh, the frozen veg in my uh, kitchen. It seems to go all of a sudden. I like I have. I love my new fridge freezer because I've got a drawer full of stuff, a, a big big vegetable drawer. But then it, because this fridge is so big, it's also got a fruit and ve- a fruit drawer as well. And it's always full. And there's like MJ's like, have you been shopping again? No, no, no. i just just I just have a lot of veg in the house, and I'm always topping it up. But I have let supplies run dry, so I'm down to spring onions and carrots in my vegetable drawer. Some what apple. did you make with spring onions and carrots? I know. Well, I'm, well, yesterday I made a soup, which I've had for lunch today, which was actually I've made my favorite, favorite soup. Um, for, for, you know, my, I've never made it before. I just, you know, chuck everything in. You know what I'm like, chuck everything in. And I use smoked paprika, ginger, lemongrass, and what was the other secret ingredient I put in? Garlic. I I put in. I put a little bit of garlic in, yeah, like an oregano. I've got this see- this seasoning. Oh no, it, it was a it was one of the nor stock cube. It was a, a mushroom flavor stock cube, which was lovely. I've never used it before, um, but the flavors were lovely, and also it helps. I think when you roast your vegetables, it was a bit of a leftover roasted veg soup. So anyway, yes, you've been going all right with your uh, with your nutritional plan. Yeah, I had to incorporate
1: a few more. that are they
0: called prebiotics? Yeah. Or- Pre are the other are things that we have to eat, I think. And probiotics are the milky ones. I was thinking probiotics are milky and prebiotics are vinegary. Yeah. But I might be completely wrong. Don't take, don't quote me on that.
1: <laughs> I've, I've had to incorporate more of those this week because I dropped me jar of kimchi out of the fridge the other day and it went everywhere. So that I've had quite an eat. expensive jar, wasn't it? I know it was about a million pounds anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Um, So I've had kimchi this week, which which I don't actually mind. And what else did I have? Uh, Some kombucha. Bought some of that.
0: You've been very good at doing that. I haven't had anything like that.
1: And tempeh. So I'd cooked it differently. Again, it was a Bosch book recipe. So last time I made it, I didn't really like it. I thought the texture was a bit funny and the taste was a bit funny. But this time kind of uh, cooked it a little while in water and then cut it up, marinated it and then fried it. A bit of ah, sesame, oil, okay. and that was so much better.
0: It looked lovely. I was very brave of you to try it again because I think I'm a bit rubbish. If I cook something and don't like it, that's probably me done. I won't try it again. But the the when you picture you put on Facebook was was lovely, sprinkled with sesame seeds as well. It looked yeah. very professional.
1: Mm. Very t- I've got this thing about Korean food at the moment. I've been watching there was a couple of uh, programs Saturday morning. John Taraud had gone to Korea and he was um you know, trying lots of different things. And there was another, another programme and I'm just like, I really do like Korean food. We used to go to this really lovely Korean restaurant down the back streets of Deansgate in Manchester, which obviously mm. we've not been able to go to, but the food is amazing.
0: Mm. we will have to seek that out when we uh, get out. So yeah. other than that, I don't think there's anything else uh, very interesting to report this week, is there? Um, oh, I'm starting some NLP training soon. <gasps> yes yes i'm very much looking forward to you starting that and we're going to have a session at, with, at the weekend aren't we with uh, yeah. doing your online learning so it will give me a good chance to refresh my nlp uh knowledge I'm prepared for me to ask you lots of questions about what it. does this mean lizzie yeah no <laughs> that'd be good i
1: must say you're looking gorgeous oh am i <laughs> very good have you got makeup on i've just put a wee bit of makeup on <laughs> Ah, yeah, because we were good in our podcast.
0: Very smooth. We'll get you. Very good. And you know, obviously,
1: you have been using all of your Tropic products.
2: Been that is tropic. Yes, yes. Yeah. So, Going yeah. well. Yeah,
0: you're yeah, looking very, very gorgeous, dear. Very gorgeous. So, shall we introduce our guest?
1: Yes, I think we should. Okie dokies. So we have our guest in the well not in the studio with us on Zoom in our Zoom studio today and Jan has kindly come on to talk to us about her charity or should I say a CIC was it Jan? Yes yeah so not-for-profit
2: community interest company so Ah, that's what it stands for
1: I'm not very good at acronyms.
2: (laughs) No I'm (laughs) not either but but that's basically what it is. Your uh, group is called Harbour. Yes, that's right. Okay. Um, because we all need a port in life storms. Oh, so that's oh. what We're talking a little bit about like
1: see the sea and little boats and things before. Is that where it comes from then?
2: Yes, definitely. You know, so that that whole visual of being out on a stormy sea and needing to have a safe harbour where you can go where it's nice and calm and safe and secure. That's it. Right that was the imagery yeah, right, right. behind it
0: we thought at first when we found you we online we thought uh we haven't got a sea round here where where are they based i wonder
2: <laughs> like you were very very local <laughs> landlocked <Yeah>. cheshire <laughs> landlocked cheshire yes apart from a few canals i don't think they really need harbors that, that protect boats from storms in the same way do they yeah, maybe a marina but not a harbour <laughs>
1: So before you talk to us a little bit about Harbour, Jan, tell us a little bit about
2: yourself. Well, I, um, I've lived in this area for the last... Oh my goodness me, 30 odd years so um brought up my children in this area um work all over the place as, was a teacher for about 100 years <laughs> um well started in the last century so <laughs> that counts doesn't it yeah i i work in education still although i'm not in the classroom but uh yeah still in that sphere of of things and i have three children and a stepdaughter so four of them between us and uh and a dog don't forget the dog yeah don't forget 30%. the dog <laughs> probably the cutest member of the family oh i'm sure i'm sure
0: probably the one that gives you the least bother <laughs>
2: yeah <clears throat> yeah the one that's still here <laughs> and able to be affectionate during lockdown <laughs> pets are a great stress reliever aren't they <laughs> oh yeah absolutely
1: We were talking about that uh, the other week when we were saying um, talking about lockdown and when everybody goes back to work that's been working from home and one of the things that somebody said to me was, what about the dogs and the cats they have got used to their owners being home? They're going to be like, where's everyone
2: gone? Yeah. Yes, I've been working from home and the dog will come and sit on a pillow next to me and uh, then comes and nudges me at particular times of the day because she thinks that's when I should go and get her a treat. Yeah, exactly, (laughs)
0: yeah. Um, jasper's so, a bit like that isn't he is. yeah jasper's just like that in fact it sort of around lunchtime and around this sort of time mm-hmm. if i'm still on my computer he'll come up and pour me and pour me and proper like paw come on get off the computer now it's time to go out for a walk. it's time <laughs> to play with me I'm like, okay he's
1: <laughs> <It's> funny <laughs> yeah. so jan tell us a little bit about harbour
2: then and um how long has it been set up and what brought it all about Okay, so Harbour probably started around four or five years ago, um, but we set it on a more formal basis about 18 months ago. And we set it up because we were going through a period of time where my own daughter, my youngest daughter, was going through some mental health challenges and it was a really very difficult time for her. Um, She ended up as an inpatient um, on the adolescent mental health unit up in Chester. And during that time, I found that the, there's limited um, support available for parents of youngsters who have mental health challenges. And that prompted me to set up a carers group originally. So a few of us started to meet and gradually the the whole ideas around what we wanted to be able to do evolved and where a group of us came together as trustees and set up harbour itself as in its current form which goes a little bit beyond um just supporting carers the whole intention of it is well as, as i said it's about providing that safe port in life storms but um our aim is to provide positive mental health and well-being support mm-hmm. for our community across South, South Cheshire by by giving those spaces and opportunities. And, and it's about bringing that, that training, education, support networks and so on into being, which is, you know, we, we work with small groups of people. We want to be able to provide accessible, high-quality support for the local area we just know how stretched services are so we know that anything that we can do that equips people that empowers them to have a rich and fulfilling life and be able to manage their their own mental health in a positive manner can actually support prevention rather than cure do you know yeah. sort of if we can learn how to manage our own mental health at the earliest possible point then actually we can sometimes nip things in the bud or find healthy strategies before it needs to be referred on um of course that doesn't always happen and some people will always need those services there's always that great need for it um we'd like to in time and what we will be doing is some fundraising to to train um additional counsellors that will be available in the local area as well but that's going to take a, a number of years before we can get those in in place because as you you'll know it takes some time to actually be able to to get people with that training or to go through that training process I mean so what sort of area
1: do you cover Jan because I know you're um, based in Nantwich aren't you
2: well yes we're based around croon nantwich area but we sort of cover the whole of south cheshire um the we run well being courses so that's one of the things that we do can do at the moment you know we've talked about some of our future aspirations being able to provide counsellors but actually at the moment we can provide some really practical support for people which is our well-being courses which are 12-week courses which equip people with skills and strategies and give them a a support network you know it's a a conservative group and I'll talk a little bit about that more that's like a politician's
1: answer, isn't it? No, oh, no, it wasn't as it wasn't
2: as bad as that, Jan. Don't you worry,
1: Mary Jan. What what?
0: <laughs> this was instigated because of the struggles of your daughter. Is it yeah. is it mental health and wellbeing for all ages, or is it targeting younger people?
2: No, it's for all ages because I think sort of from the conversations that we've had um with other people in the area as well, and from our own experiences. When you're supporting somebody who's got a mental health illness, that can um, challenge your own mental well-being as yeah, well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so we're very cognizant of the fact that it's not just any person who has that, whether it's a young person or an adult or the people who are supporting them, loving them through it. It's not just a single person that it impacts. It's the whole family, the whole group Um friends and so on who are also impacted by that and if you're caring for somebody with those needs at whatever stage in their life then we have to look after our own mental health and well-being as well and make sure that we've got healthy strategies for Mm -hmm. coping what was it with your daughter
0: or the lack of support that that made you when, when was it that you suddenly thought right something needs to be done here you know, were you? Was she referred to CAMS? Were you not getting the support you needed from various agencies?
2: She was referred to CAMS, and she was very, very good at um, convincing people that she didn't—that she was okay. She was fine. Mm. Um, the word "fine" is now banned in our house um, to describe how you're feeling because she she spent a number of years just not engaging with it at all. Um she was referred back to CAMS on a couple of occasions and um because the there was a turnover of staff that impacted her yeah. you know so she'd just start to build up a relationship with somebody and they'd move on and it was somebody new and she said I have to explain it all over again I don't want to talk about it all <laughs> you know she wants to move forward and so having to re-establish a relationship over and over and over because of the the churn in the system that that was really very damaging um for her being able to access the cam services at that point in time and i think it was once she was actually uh, when things had escalated to a really serious situation to to a point where she was actually hospitalized for for a long while and she was in and out of hospital for or oh, just over over a year I would say that it was the consistency of support that she got from the team in the hospital and and the staff in the hospital with whom she could develop a longer term therapeutic relationship with
1: yeah. and
2: that was when she was able to start moving forward a little bit better gosh
0: and mm. now how did it you talk about how it affects the mental health of those around you how mm. how did it affect you and the rest of the family
2: I think it's very, very stressful if you if you know that somebody that you care about deeply is is um, having real issues. It's it's stressful. It impacts on everything that you're doing because you've always got in the back of your mind: Are they safe? Are they going to be able to keep themselves safe, and so on? I know that it's impacted um, my other daughter as well because she she almost has. <laughs> Well, I I guess post traumatic stress Mm. from some of the things that she's witnessed Witnessed, as part of the whole process. And and that that's challenging, you know, because you have to learn how to cope with those things as well. Mm. It's never just one person. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And you're such you you strike me as such a chirpy, bubbly person, you know, you seem to be, you know, dealing dealing with it or, or Taking the right steps to deal with it and, and the right attitude is that is that always been the case with you or, or even when it was really hard with your daughter or do you feel it's
2: you've come out of it now and you're feeling I think there were times when it's really got me down mm. um you know the I think um <laughs> I kind of felt my mood dip very close and and you know at times when you're going through all of that um actually probably more so afterwards um you you do you're very vulnerable to things like depression Mm -hmm. and I know um, you know talking to to the staff at the hospital when when my daughter was in there they would say there's a lot of parents who will end up needing support themselves you know for depression anxiety and so on I was fortunate that I managed to get some counseling at a very very early point and that was really helpful because I just needed to talk it through and process what it was that we were going through and and I found that very helpful but you know I have a very strong faith and I think I always sort of trust that you know God's got his hand on something and he'll work it out and and I've had to cling to that at times as well. Mm-hmm. And your daughter now's out the other side she says she's in Manchester with her boyfriend and yes yes she's graduated she's Done a degree. She came out of hospital, went straight to do a diploma. Wow. Managed to do the equivalent of her A levels in a year wow. <laughs> um, to get a diploma yeah. and go on and study for a degree. Um, she's obviously graduated just at the point of COVID coming along, so <laughs> now looking for work. But yeah. um, she's really keen to actually use her experiences for something positive and you know I already see her supporting her own friends and people she's in touch with um but wants to work in the mental health sphere you know probably support work initially and then that develop her skills way. and training yeah over a period of time
0: I think so much so many of us so we've all got our stories to tell and our journeys that we've been on mm-hmm. but and, and many of us that find ourselves in a kind of therapeutic practitioner position like kids and like myself you know we've mm. we've all been there done that got the t-shirt kind of thing and mm. and and the skills that we've learned along the way they've often led us on to to whether it be counseling like it was with kids or NLP with me you know they mm. they've led us on and, and great that your daughter or sad that she had to go through that at a young mm. age but also I mean I look at myself my life as being pre-NLP and post-NLP and for me it was I was 26 years old when I came mm. across NLP So I feel like if I'd known those skills and known that that way of thinking when I was younger, life would have been very different. My teens, my early 20s would have been very different. But luckily for me, I found it when I was 26 and not 46 or whatever. So, yeah, it's good. courses got herself onto this this new pathway um and, and and hopefully going forward it will make a difference to other people's lives as well which is
2: amazing yeah yeah it is and um yeah she she's an absolute inspiration really <laughs> she's caused oh, me yeah. many gray hairs but uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Lovely>. <laughs> she is. i think you know so I, all the all the kids actually i think i just want to be like them when i grow up <laughs> 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 lovely yeah they've got lovely. the head screwed on. yeah good yeah so
0: tell us about the activities then harbour if people wanted to to find you we found you on the um you in mind um website actually yeah. Kate on mm-hmm. as one of our guests and we, we had a good old nosy around for other guests which is how we found you um and I know Alison House is is also part of your team as well yeah it's, yeah, it's yeah. a faith-based you know that's where your your starting mm. point is is that is that right
2: yeah that's our starting point it, it's it's not a faith service but it's it's what drives us and motivates us um to actually do something that's of service to our local community um but all the services that we provide are for people of all faiths and no faith it isn't you know mm. a christian based thing and you're going to get a lot of christian based stuff in the courses but but that's where we're coming from and so that's our approach it's our our sort of um philosophy really um behind it um but the the course itself um that we do the 12-week well-being group the kintsugi group that we were talking about before um brings together resources that are put together by a national charity called kintsugi hope and cwr And CWR trained counsellors as well. So so they're very well renowned in that field of mental health and a lot of experience in that area. So the materials cover a whole range of different topics. and, And as I said, it's very much about bringing a group of people together who then act as a support network for each other. It's very, very peer facilitated because people will bring their own ideas, their own experiences, their own skills. I've run quite a few of these now. Um, And everyone is very, very different because the dynamics are so different. People's experiences are so different. People bring different ideas. I always learn something new each time on how people look at these things which you know we'll talk about issues from anxiety and depression through to um perfectionism shame all mm. those sorts of things healthy relationships the sorts of things that can actually prevent us from living those fulfilling lives that we know we should be living mm. you know, and, so.
0: and are they what's the structure of the course it's a 12-week course is it is it different therapists and and things
2: that you explore or different activities it's different activities so we'll have a theme for a week um and there will be a mix of all sorts of different activities that appear to appeal to all the different learning styles so there'll be something that's visual there might be a video there might be some music there might be we'll talk to you about something and and give you some ideas and then we'll be getting people to interact it's very interactive it's very much a facilitated discussion and it's bringing in people's ideas we share ideas we share strategies we share things that people have found that have worked in the past you know and so on
1: and uh, I gather you would be running those online would you normally be doing those face to face
2: yeah we wouldn't (laughs) normal times we would be doing them face to face but yeah we'll be doing it on zoom um so that will give people a really well it it's not the same as meeting face to face but it's it's a really good substitute and it's what we can do at the moment Mm -hmm. um to try and move things forward and let's face it, you know, Stiff, I think we all need to make sure that we're looking after our mental health and well-being at the minute. Mm-hmm. I know yeah. so many people talk about how they've been experiencing dips, mm-hmm. you know, especially during the current lockdown. Mm-hmm. How, how how many would you have on a course? We'd sort of aim between eight and 12 people on a course. I think if there's, any, if there's any more, you can't get a word in edgeways, can yeah. you? And if okay. there's if there's any fewer, then actually, you don't get enough ideas being bounced around. Mm -hmm. So it's a really fine balance between making sure that everybody has a voice when they've got something to contribute, and they don't feel like they're not being heard, and making sure that the conversation's still going and yeah. well, it never stops anyway. We we've always got way too I can't imagine it's happening with you. You
0: <laughs> must keep the conversation going pretty
2: well. <laughs> I can't shut up and let other people <laughs> talk. <laughs> Is there a charge for the course? No, there's no charge for anybody who comes onto the course. Um the That's people good. who run it are doing this through Harbour Cheshire on a voluntary basis. So no, there's no charge right
0: and so how would you kind of vet people to come on it is it just a first come first serve or are you looking to see
2: yeah usually first come first served and and we'd say that you know if you if it if somebody was thinking about coming along to it and they're already receiving professional support we'd actually if they were seeing a counselor regularly they're seeing therapists regularly we'd probably say actually this might not be the course for you at this moment in time because we don't want to interfere with anything that is going on we you know we don't want to give conflicting messages or anything along those lines so we need to make sure that we're supportive of treatments that might be going on already but for people who've got their mental health and well-being at a a steady state or they're well managed by medication and they're past that initial stage discuss it with a health professional or just for people who are conscious that their moods are going up and down a little bit because of the moment and they're not quite at that point of needing to go and seek professional help or they're caring for somebody who is going through a struggle Mm. those are the sort of people who would really benefit from this course because this is about you know having that safe space safe time um, Mm. to talk with other people who know what it's like to go through things um or to support others as they go through things and you know just talk about the things that work on a day-to-day basis mm. you know you you were saying before about the dog nudging you on the leg to go out for a walk at the end of the day and come away from the computer and it's things like that that make mm. such a difference to our own mental health and well-being mm. definitely
1: that's one of the things that we really wanted to do this podcast was talking about these little things that people can do for their mental health. It doesn't need to be complicated but I also think what you said earlier about people coming and getting help before they get into crisis and that's been mentioned across a couple of our last podcasts like Samaritans because there still seems to be an idea that people would only phone Samaritans when they're at their point of you know thinking about suicide and it's the same with um the the younger services younger people services saying like you know if something is bothering you then come and talk to us about it now rather than it bothering you bothering you getting Mm. into a a sort of state and you said that Mm. said that as well about people coming and doing these sort of things before they get to crisis
2: yeah absolutely and and it's about um you know having that space where it's okay to be honest about how you're feeling um you know we sort of obviously set ground rules of people at the start of a group you know people build up um trust with each other over a period of time and and we sort of make sure that that is a a trust trusting group Mm -hmm. um obviously with backup if we needed that from other support networks but um, you know it it's having that safe space where it's okay to actually be honest about how it is that you're feeling have a good opportunity to talk get that off your chest actually find out that you're not in the only boat the only one in that boat but then find something practical that you can take away and try out on a day-to-day basis and and i think i'm very conscious whenever we do one of these groups is that you know we'll talk about all the things that can feel overwhelming at times you know and there the can be some things that are really difficult that we have in our lives but we have to turn around and say Well, how can we move forward with it? You know, what are the things that we can put in place that might help? So, you know, it might be as simple as eating healthily or, you know, getting enough sleep or, you know, cutting the junk food or the chocolate
1: in my case. In a lot of people's cases, not just yours. Liz and I have been on a health kick, but Christmas wasn't pretty, I have to tell you that.
2: Yeah, I know that feeling. I think it's going to take me a long time to recover. <laughs>
1: Sometimes <laughs> but- also, when people get get into that sort of mindset mm. and, and somebody suggests something to them, quite often they're like, oh, you know, I never really thought about incorporating that or doing that. And somebody was talking to me the other day, and I'd never heard this phrase before, even work, working in mental health. She talked about sleep hygiene. Yeah, and I'd never heard. I'd never heard it called that. But she said it's not just the things you do immediately before you go to bed. It's thinking about well, what can you do during the day that's going to help you with getting to sleep? So you know, incorporating a little bit of activity, moving, or getting up early enough so you know by the time you get to bed that you're going to be sleepy, and setting a routine, even little things like liz gave me some pillow mist because she knew that i was having trouble sleeping and by spraying your pillow like half an hour before you go to bed gets your mind into it like mm. triggers it to say oh it's time to go to bed it's wind down time yeah
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. i know and and what i said uh, about it yeah i i hadn't heard that phrase until my daughter was in hospital and they talked to us a lot about sleep hygiene that was one of the things that was a really big thing when she was in hospital you know especially with young people because so uh, they'll they sit on their tech till all hours okay. mind you I'm just as bad <laughs> but you know so they talked a lot about sleep hygiene um and I know that for my girls when they were teenagers not so much for my son but uh definitely putting um drops of lavender on their pillow was a key thing yeah. <laughs> you know and that was sort of a real big thing you know when when they were tro- having trouble sleeping
1: mm-hmm.
2: um but yeah, it it's amazing as well. Though when people come along and they're talking about the sort of day to day things that they do, and um, you know, it might be sitting down and listening to some of your favourite music or whatever, yeah. and and they say, "Oh yeah, I do that," and they haven't related it to actually maintaining their own positive mm. mental health and well being. Mm. You know, and I, I think that's really lovely when people have a light bulb moment and say oh yes that's something I love to do I've not done that for ages I'm gonna go and have a go at that this week but yeah it's all the ideas that they bring to the table it's just amazing
0: Jan what do you what do you see as the future for harbour what have your what are your short-term and long-term goals
2: Okay, so the short-term goals, obviously supporting our local community with these wellbeing groups. We also want to we we've, we've got coming up um, a mental health first aid course, which is also going to be run online. Um, but that's going to be a course at a very 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 much reduced cost for voluntary organizations charities local charities local churches people who wouldn't ordinarily be able to access something like a mental health first aid course which can be you know quite a few hundred pounds to actually do but we we've actually been very blessed with some donations that enable us to be able to subsidize this um to an extent so so there'll be more details coming out about that it's due to run at the end of may we'll need people to register as soon as possible because there will be a big commitment from people to do it with pre-course work starting the month before so so this is about equipping our local community so day-to-day practice Equipping yourself, equipping those organisations who are supporting our local community as well, and then what we'd like to do in the longer term is to be able to train more counsellors because we know that there is is every counsellor I ever speak to. You might be able to confirm this one, Kendrin. Um They always say that they've got more people needing appointments and they can give them um they're overstretched too so so we would like to start resourcing our local community being able to have those in place for people to refer to and in the longer term yeah be able to put on some activities for families and groups of people who bringing them together and treating a family holistically as, as opposed to an individual starting to rebuild relationships because you know relationships with with those who who are going through um challenges and their loved ones can sometimes become strained and just activities where they can come alongside and do things in a non-threatening environment without that head-to-head clashing that can happen especially if you've got young people in your family of a teenage age mm. and um you know just being able to re-establish healthy relationships in a wider sense um as part of being able to manage mental health and well-being so in the longer term there's some of the goals and ambitions that we've got a load of others on our on our vision
0: but i'm sure it'll be it'll be great for the buddies to to work with you i'm sure there's plenty of things we could do and certainly with our Plans around the happiness hub and, and activities mm. and training for some of our buddies. You know, definitely the, the mental health first aid we'll be up for. And we've got a really fantastic cohort of volunteers that are willing and able to, to work across different groups and organizations, just uh and, and learn from other people. So yeah, we'll I think this will be the start yeah. of a beautiful relationship. Oh, that's brilliant.
2: <laughs> Lovely. But, um
0: tell me now, we do we do ask our, our guests to Tell us what they do to um, manage their mental health. uh, And also um, the simple question of what makes you happy. So which of those uh, Okay, start with?
2: (laughs) Managing my own mental health. Um, Lots of quality time with my loved ones, um, which is challenging at the moment. So we're having family quizzes on Zoom on a weekly basis at the moment (laughs) um, (laughs) with some of the family, um, which, which, yeah can be quite fun can be quite stretching intellectually sometimes especially when my nephew puts on lots of art history questions <laughs> <laughs> for me um sort of my husband w- would tell you that my happy place is when I go into my my daughter's bedroom who's now left home and i've now been able to set up um what was was my mum's sewing machine and that's it i will go in there and i will just sew or i will sit on the sofa and i will crochet and and i'll be doing something crafty like that oh, so, lovely. yeah
0: i think you'd resonate with that wouldn't you kedrin
1: yeah i've um I've got a sewing machine so i do a few things like Moore's bags but i've just recently taken up cross stitching Oh yes, I've done some of that in the past. Yes. Yeah. Um so I, I've got quite a few friends that do it. So they've been constantly on WhatsApp me asking them questions. I'm just like, this is my new project, pre-prepared for lots of questions about <laughs> it. <laughs> but um I think I think crafting's great. And um I saw like I was looking at your website and your Facebook group and things that you were getting involved with the mind craft noon sessions mm, that they did. And, yes, yeah they're crafting is a really great thing for, for mental health to do do things together I'm really big in that
2: absolutely and it, it's a great way of actually being mindful without having to think about mindfulness because you're concentrating on something and and actually because you're concentrating on something and not thinking about everything else it's a really good break from whatever it is that is stressful um you know sort of Actually, mum's sewing machine has come into its own. Uh, We lost her uh, just before COVID hit. Um, She passed away then. And and I got her sewing machine. My sister and I had always wanted to learn something that mum used to do which was quilting. I mean, mum had taught us to sew as children. So my sister and I have been teaching ourselves to quilt over the last year. And it's been great. It's been really therapeutic, you know, as as part of the whole grief process and the healing process to actually have that to go and turn to and learn. And it's been brilliant. I
0: think what's nice about that is it's something that you know that your mum got joy out of. Mm. So you're now re- re- you're now repeating that cycle i know for me like my grandfather was a, a fantastic gardener and i mm. started my little veggie patch last year and uh, and i've thought yeah you know, i'm using his secateurs and and i'm mm. using peculiar pots that like when he died and we cleared his house i'm like i'll have those and people are like what on earth do you want those from I'm like well because I'm going to grow stuff in them and I'm going to use them and I'm going to use his spade and stuff. And, and that's, that's a nice thing to kind of know yeah. that you're doing something with your mum's sewing machine that's yeah. keeping, keeping an yeah. element of her alive.
2: Yeah, absolutely. That's great. You know, just, and that's just one of those things that is a strategy for managing mental health, isn't it? Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. And yeah. you don't realise how healing it is until you look back and you think, well, how did I get through that? Oh, that was how I got through that yeah.
0: Yeah. and everybody's different everybody finds their yeah. thing it's the difference that makes mm-hmm. a difference but that's going to be different to lots of different people <laughs> everybody I so
2: yeah that's because um, we're all unique individuals yeah. and it would be boring if we were all the same mm-hmm. it's what so makes the world go round
0: we've come to the end of our podcast now can you let people know how they can get in touch with you um,
2: you can get in touch with us. We have a Facebook group uh, or Facebook page rather Harbour Cheshire. Harbour hyphen Cheshire is where you can usually find it. And our website is harbour hyphen Cheshire And you can leave a message for us on there. Get in touch with us, sign up for the Kintsugi group or send any questions about the mental health first aid course to that.
1: I have one question quickly before we go
2: yeah what's kintsugi and i have probably pronounced that incorrectly mm. oh kintsugi I think you're right I think we we get different pronunciations depending on who's talking mm-hmm. um, kintsugi or kintsugi it's the Japanese art form where you know when you'd break your mum's ornament when you were a child well yeah. okay I'm speaking from experience here <laughs> my, my sister and I broke mum's ornament and you try to glue the arm back on um and you try to hide the seam so that your mum doesn't see it (laughs) um well the Japanese art form takes these broken bits of pottery they'll take broken parts and so on instead of throwing them away discarding Ah, them as rubbish and they they put gold into the glue, and so as they put it together, they make a feature of the cracks. They make a feature of the brokenness, and you end up with a piece of pottery that is really unique. You know, and the 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 scars, the se- the gold seams around the pots tell the story of what has gone on. And, you know, and that's what happens to us as well as human beings. You know, we get broken by what is going on around us with with our mental health but you know we can be put back together again you know repaired with those gold seams mm. and actually they're a feature our scars are what yeah. make us unique Definitely. and individual you know, tell, our story.
0: tell a story yeah mm. lovely i like that i like that mm. analogy Mm. right then well i think that's it time to say our goodbyes and thank you very much indeed jan for joining us today it's been yes. really good to find out about you and uh, and also the and harbour as well thank,
2: thank you for having me look forward to
0: working with you moving forward great stuff you take care now bye-bye everybody bye You're listening to The Happiness Hub, part of the Redshift Community Podcast Network, with me, Liz Parkin, and me, Kedron Elliott.
1: Every episode, we'll share top tips on how to get happy and stay happy. So listen in, get involved, and be happy.